Grace and peace to you, friends, in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. He is risen. Some of you are awake. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. And on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Holy Lord, we pray that you would bless the hearing of your word to each one of us this morning, and that by your spirit that you would cause us to grasp the magnitude of what you've done for us and for the whole world through Passover to this Easter morning. For we pray in Jesus, in the name of Jesus, our risen Saviour. Amen. So, I don't know if you noticed, but when the risen Lord Jesus Christ opens his mouth to speak on this Easter morning, what comes out is kind of shocking, even hard to get past if you don't get what happened on Good Friday. It's really hard to get past. Do you remember the last interaction that Jesus had with his uh, disciples? Do you remember the last interaction that he had with them? What happened? No? Not sure? Scratch your heads a little bit. Well, Luke tells us that the disciples couldn't even stay awake with Jesus at Gethsemane and uh, in his time of need, Mark's Gospel tells us that those who were with Jesus deserted him and fled for their lives when uh, Judas Iscariot came with the soldiers to arrest Jesus. They fled, they took off. And uh, then in, uh, uh, in the other Gospels we know that Peter followed at a distance And then he denied Jesus one, two, three times. Now, if you were facing trouble, right, if you were in real strife and instead of praying with you, everyone went to sleep and then you're in real trouble and when that trouble comes along, everyone flees and takes off and scatters on you and then they deny even knowing you, what would your opening line be when you saw them again? Wouldn't be pleasant, you reckon, Mark? And let's face it, what kind of guilt would those disciples be carrying around with them after all of that? They'd be weighed down. They'd be feeling like they let Jesus down, like they're they're not worthy to be involved in any kind of real ministry. And so we might expect Jesus to say to Mary at that tomb, hey Mary, you go tell those sleepy-head ratbags and Mr Denial to present back here in front of me and when they get here, they better have uh, a good story and be willing to repent. Nothing even close to that happens. Nothing, not even close. It's shocking. Jesus says to Mary, go tell my brothers. Go tell my brothers and and tell them that I'm returning to my God and to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. It's not even the tiniest, winciest, smidge of rebuke in Jesus' words. Not a tiny little bit of rebuke. In fact, servants and friends have now become part of the family. They're part of the family. They're called brothers. They're sharing the same intimate relationship with the Heavenly Father as Jesus Christ. More than this, later on in John 20, Jesus appears to the brothers. 
his arms raised in blessing, saying, peace be with you. He comes with special spiritual gifts for the brothers and the sisters. He comes with his arms loaded with gifts of peace and of this intimacy and power through the Holy Spirit. But hang on a minute. Let's stop for a minute. What about all the sleeping? What about all the deserting? What about all the denials? What about your secret sins that you carry around in your heart that no one but God knows about you? No one but God knows about you. What about the mud and the muck that clings to you? What about that? What was the message of Good Friday? Do you remember what was up on the screen behind me? It is finished. It is finished. Once for all time, believe and receive this declaration of Jesus Christ by faith. Receive that declaration. It is finished. The resurrection then is God's Amen and his vindication that all of this is actually true, even though none of the disciples who showed up on that day, for some reason, even after loads of teaching, seem to expect this to happen. They don't. But what's with these gifts? What were these, what's with these gifts that you receive? Why peace? Why this new intimacy with God? Why power through the Spirit? Do you know what happened in ancient times when a king would go to war, into battle? He would, go to, he would go into this big battle and then what would happen? Do you know what would happen if he won the victory? He would plunder that place. He would plunder it and they would take gifts back to the people. So that king would go in, he'd win the battle, he'd take stuff, take the, whatever you call it, the, the treasures and go back and give gifts to his people. So these gifts that these disciples received are the same gifts that you receive as people in Christ Jesus match the kind of victory that Jesus won on the cross for you. They're the spoils, the spoils of a magnificent victory that is part of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We talked about this recently and and Luke just said it perfectly before when he quoted the creed. We learnt that Jesus' descent into hell, as we say in the Creed, was a proclamation of victory over Satan, the whole, de- the whole demonic realm and death. To put it a bit crudely, Jesus has gone into the guts of death. He's gone into the guts of it and, and death tried with all its might to grind him up and consume him, but, but it couldn't. It couldn't consume him. Jesus' sinless purity and holiness, his power and glory meant that death couldn't hold on to him. And so in effect, Jesus tore open, he ripped open the belly of death, he punched a hole in it and he says to all people, he says to you today, if you believe in me and death swallows you, I'm your saviour. I will rescue you, even from death. So powerful am I that in union with me, death can't hold you because it couldn't hold me and you and I are one. We're in union together. And so you can cry out what the scriptures declare, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? It's been cut off. It's gone. Jesus has removed it through the forgiveness of every sin. He's removed it because when he died for your sins on the cross, he carried you with him. You were crucified with him on the cross. He took you into that tomb. 
He carried you out with him on Easter morning as a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul's talking about in Romans 6 when he talks about this perfect picture of the waters of baptism, about going under, dying to sin and coming up out of the waters, rising to new life, a new creation in union with Christ Jesus. And so you have peace with God. You have peace with God that is finished and completed and how long do you think this peace will last for? Does it last till next Sunday until you come and you kneel down or you sit and you confess all your sins again? What do you think, Stefan? How long does this peace last? Eternity. Thank you. God doesn't do things in bits and pieces. This is eternal peace. Okay? He's overcome death. And guess what? It's a gift. But you also have a special intimacy with the Lord. A special intimacy. Remember Mary, after Jesus called her name, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Real affectionate word. Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not yet ascended to the Father. What do you think happened there? Was Mary so excited that she grabbed onto Jesus and she squeezed him so tight that it became an awkward moment? He said to say, you know, you need to let me go now. That's enough. It wasn't that. It wasn't an awkward moment. You know, Mary Magdalene, she absolutely got what it meant to be, to abide in God's love. If there's ever a woman who got it, it's Mary Magdalene. She made her dwelling in Jesus' love like the vine and the branches. Where he went, she was also. So much so that as a loyal follower and disciple, she was there on Easter morning. She wasn't there expecting resurrection, but simply to be close to the tomb of her Lord. She just wanted to be close and near to Jesus. You know, people do that all the time when someone's died and you see the little crosses on the side of the road and people go to that place. She's just there. She just wants to be close to Jesus And that's why she's so in such distress because she thinks robbers have come and taken the body of Jesus and and taken it away. And so when Jesus says to her, when he says, you know, don't hold on to me for I've not yet ascended to the Father, he's saying to Mary, you know, I know you're so loyal, Mary. You just want to be close to me and I understand that and maybe you were thinking that you wouldn't see me again and, and now you're with me and you think you have to hold on to me and cling to me for fear of losing me again, Mary. But there's so much more for you than this. Have you ever thought that if you could just see Jesus in front of your face, sit with him in the flesh like over coffee or something, that maybe everything would be different then if you could just sit with him and talk to him. You'd really be able to know him and be with him, ask him all the questions that you wanted. You know, Jesus does better than that. He gives you more than that. By the will of God, Jesus is present by his spirit but in such a personal and intimate way, even more intimate than sitting together for coffee. He fills every Christian person who calls on his name. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus dwells in your heart by faith. Read that in Ephesians chapter 3. He's present in ways that weren't even possible before his ascension to the right hand of the Father. It weren't even possible until this happened. 
He still speaks to you through the living word and so he's present with us and for all his people in a special way and as we gather with receptive hearts to hear his voice, we hear his gospel of grace and we meet with him in the fellowship, the special fellowship of Holy Communion as he established it, he established it for your blessing. It's not the church, it's him. Jesus did that. This is for you and for the whole world. But please remember that next time you pray, Jesus, if you can hear me, Or are you there, Lord? Oh, he can. And yes, he is. He's there. He hears you. He's present. You live in him and he in you, remember? He's closer to you now after the ascension and more intimately as if he was sitting across the table from you or beside you in the pew. He's even closer to you than that. Hold on to that. That is biblical fact. That's not my opinion It's not come out of a theological textbook. That is fact. You are in an intimate, close relationship with Jesus Christ. And so as we come to a close this Easter morning, take away with you resurrection facts. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You live in a new day with wonderful gifts of peace with God through the full, complete forgiveness of every sin once for all time. Like we said on Good Friday, it is finished. You don't need a rearview mirror. You don't need to dwell on the past. You don't need to relive what has been finished on the cross any longer. It is finished. You live in a reality where you have received victory over death. Its sting has been absolutely cut off. Now death can't even hold you. So you don't need to fear it. You don't need to be scared of death. Jesus has victory over death. Wherever you are, wherever you travel, in celebration, in trial, in sickness, in health, in frailty, in facing the end in this world, No one can take from you the intimacy you enjoy with your risen Lord. Friends, talk to Him. Ask of Him. Enjoy being with Him who calls you His brothers and His sisters and children of the living God. Enjoy being with Him. This new day of resurrection isn't like New Year's Day. Don't even think of it like that. This isn't a day where we have, you know, throw up pie in the sky resolutions. That's not that. These are gifts of God. They're sealed with the blood of the Lamb, made certain through His glorious resurrection. So, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the freedom that is yours to be in His intimate presence and receive from Him. Enjoy being with your Lord. May you live in newness of life. May you live in the assurance that your heavenly Father is so pleased with you. So pleased with you. And live with the image of Jesus standing before you with his arms raised in blessing. He's not angry at you. Everything was finished on the cross. He's not angry. He stands before you and have this image of Jesus before you all the time, constantly. Peace be with you, my brothers and my sisters. I've redeemed you by my precious blood. I took you to the tomb and I carried you out this Easter morning. 
You're new creations and I'll be with you in such an intimate way for all eternity. Don't fear. Don't look back. Just be with me and know that my Father is pleased with you and my hands are raised before you in blessing all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts. We need them to be guarded, don't we? Guard your hearts and keep them safe in Christ Jesus, our risen and glorified Saviour. Let's pray. Our dear Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you that we have so much to celebrate, so much to be thankful for, so much to sing with joyful hearts because we don't have to be slaves to fear any longer. We don't have to be slaves to our past any longer. That you've washed us completely. You've robed us in robes of righteousness. That you stand before us with arms raised in blessing and we can know that you're not angry with us but that you're pleased with us and you love us so much. Lord, please, by your Holy Spirit, open and enlighten our hearts to grasp this biblical truth that is yours and sanctify us in it. For we pray in the precious and holy name of our risen Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.